in the end, life is about what is it? Twenty percent what happens to you, and eighty percent how you respond to it.、Mm-hmm. And so, if you respond to everything in a negative way, and you think that oh, the world is just here to get you, like you're just a victim of everything,、mm-hmm. like.、Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be happy? Are you gonna live a fulfilling life? Versus, if you're able to flip the script on everything, and no matter what happens to you, like,、right. dude, I was fucking sexually assaulted. I was、mm-hmm. raped. Like,、mm-hmm. I was faced with like tons of racism. People、mm-hmm. told me to go back to my country. People said I was too ugly and shit、mm-hmm. like that. Like, am I gonna use this as like an excuse for me to just fail, or am I just gonna use this as fuel and reasons of why I'm gonna be successful? Because I'm someone who have experienced this much, and I'm able to offer a fresh perspective on、mm-hmm. how to handle your money, how to handle your money mindset, how to retire early, and I'm going to use all of these as almost like my secret potion to create this new way of early retirement, this new way of teaching. Welcome to the Early Retirement Advantage podcast, where you will get weekly doses of inspiration to pursue financial freedom while caring for your mental health. After being diagnosed with several mental illnesses during the pandemic and getting fired soon after that, I decided to turn that into an opportunity to pursue fire, financial independence, and retire early. If you're ready to kickstart your financial freedom journey while taking care of your mental health, you've come to the right place. You will learn the mindset and strategies to retire early from anything that no longer serves you. So I have been thinking about privilege, and in the past I always felt somewhat ashamed that you know I'm privileged and I had family support and I was able to attend college without student loans. And I know that's not the case for a lot of、um, I guess average Americans, but I also realized that privilege comes in many different ways. Some of it can be financial support, right, like financial privilege. Some of it can also be emotional support and emotional privilege. I feel like a lot of the first gen, one point five gen immigrants that I know, don't really get emotional support, and you know that, like I'm proud of you support from their parents. So, are we also going to discuss this kind of lack of privilege and how that is going to impact the next generation? And not just that,、um, there's also a difference between you know focusing on just. The differences in people and using that as a reason of this is why I'm not successful versus noticing the similarities. Like, of course, we can look at let's say、um, a white person and be like, oh, well, this white person is successful. Well, I'm not white, therefore I'm not successful, and use that as a reason to explain my lack of success. Or I can look at this white person and try to find similarities. For example, if this white person is also twenty six years old and I'm twenty six years old, and I can be like, "Well, we're both twenty six years old, and if this white person can do it, or this twenty six year old can do it, not like this white person, this twenty six year old can do it. Why can't I do it? Because I'm also a twenty six year old. Or like, let's say this person's like a fifty year old woman. Well, we don't have the same age, but this is a woman. I'm a woman, so if this woman can do it, why can't I do it? So instead of looking at the differences. I feel like sometimes it's even more empowering to look at the similarities and going like, well, if this person is a human and I'm a human and this human can make it happen, why can't I make it happen? I feel like for a lot of the posts that I see in the space, people are so fixated on what's the difference between this successful person and me. What's the difference between this success story and mine? And when people find even like one hairline of a difference. They freak out and they're like, "Aha! I knew it! I knew this is why I'm not successful. This is why I can't do what they do." Instead of looking at how what is possible for someone can also be possible for you, and of course, like it's not 
a hundred percent. Like if someone can, I don't know, run a marathon doesn't mean I can run a marathon if that's just, you know, not something that I'm training to do. But it's just that looking at things in a more empowering way instead of trying to find reasons to explain why it doesn't work, maybe flip the script and think about how can I find reasons for this to work? So instead of, you know, telling yourself all the reasons why you're going to fail, why don't you try telling yourself all the reasons why you can be successful? Yeah. That's very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because you do point out an interesting thing. But yeah, if you're just saying that you're looking at the other person's whatever thing, you look at all the privilege they have and you tell them, uh-huh. oh, I didn't have those, therefore, therefore of course, yeah. I'm never going to succeed. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look when you look at all their negatives, do you mm-hmm. go, oh, like, oh, I had that privilege, so I should be better? But no one looks at no. that. Like most people, they just look at what they don't have. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and, and they don't look at what they have. Yeah, uh, I've never met one single white like middle aged guy, which mm-hmm. a lot of them tend to criticize me a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, maybe their fragile like male mm-hmm. ego. Mm-hmm. None mm-hmm. of them ever acknowledges their male privilege. None mm-hmm. of them acknowledges their white privilege. Yeah. All of them are just like. Oh, go back to your fucking country. You don't mm-hmm. even belong here. Just marry like a white guy or a mm-hmm. white old man or right, whatever right. the fuck they want mm-hmm. me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like no one ever recognizes like I guess their pros, their benefits, like yeah. their privilege. Dude, you you're white, male, born uh-huh. in this country. Right. Literally English argu- is your first fucking language right. or probably your only language. Right. right. Look, like like look, even if you are an average American, you're still right. making seventy six thousand dollars a year. That is uh-huh. more than ninety nine percent of the people on this planet. Right. Right. Uh huh. Like, sure, okay. Like, yeah, okay. That's not the most money, but you're like, like, you're better than ninety percent of the people on this planet. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. You should be grateful. Right. Yeah. I mean, like for me, when I listen to those podcasts, when I go online and I watch those things, like. Like, when I listen to people build their businesses, I'm not thinking about, oh, you know, ooh, they knew this one guy and they, they, they could call the CEO and that's why mm-hmm. they succeeded. No, I listened so I, can, so I can see how they tackled whatever roadblock they ran into, right? Right. Because I want to know how the hell, because at the end of the day, everyone goes their own path. Right. So you can't compare one to one. But, no. but there is a guarantee that you will for sure run into something hard, a roadblock in your life. Yeah. And what I want to figure out is how, what mental... State how process right. of thinking right. that they went to to overcome those things because that is yeah. at the end of the day what I believe will uh-huh. actually get you there right exactly yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. and and it's also I also <clears throat> like the way you think about it because mm-hmm. it's less in the whole like comparing my situation to them to find mm-hmm. the differences to explain why I suck or I fail right, right. it's less like that you're mm-hmm. you're thinking in a more like you know a more productive way it's like a very productive thought of mm-hmm. like. Okay, well, this person did this, built this, mm-hmm. and even though I'm not building the same thing, right. how can I use this on my situation? How can I learn something from this? Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, I mean, it's like, because I can read a book about Jeff Bezos, how do you build Amazon? Yeah. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be useless <laughs> if I just sit there and do exactly the same thing he did because he already built Amazon. Or, <laughs> right? or yeah. even worse, not do anything because you're like, oh, frick, I'm not white. I'm mm-hmm. not bald. Right. I'm not starting Amazon. Right. Oh, Amazon's already started. Exactly. And so this story is useless to me, which I feel like a lot of the people I encounter who complain, <laughs> uh-huh. that's what they complain about. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, if, if man, if, if I was in 1996 and, <laughs> and, and, and if I knew that I could write the store i'd be a billionaire too right. like no you would not not right. with that mindset you right. know all right yeah 
Yeah, it it just got me thinking mm-hmm. because I think for a really long time I kind of fell into this trap of mm-hmm. oh I have to be like the most like miserable person you know that rags to riches story mm-hmm. like I have to be like mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. rags to riches mm-hmm. in order for me to even tell my story. Yeah, no, no, we all have our struggles. Mm-hmm. Like some people may struggle more than others. But at the end of the day, we yeah. all have our struggles. And if you don't have the right mindset to tackle your struggles, it doesn't matter if you have one, doesn't matter if you have one roadblock or a hundred, right? You're never going to pass that one if all you'd see is roadblock and you're like, nope, sorry, you know, I didn't have a rich parent to bail me out, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think it's kind of unfortunate that a lot of people just, they see people's differences, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they see someone, I don't know. Yeah, look. Someone's able to graduate school uh, without student loans. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ha, ha, that uh, is why mm-hmm. I'm, like, whatever XYZ <clears throat> suffering, you know? You, you know what? Like, look, let's be honest. Like, there is a mm-hmm. kernel of truth to it. Like, yes. Yes. You know, my parents paid for my education. Right. Like, I'm eternally grateful to them. Uh-huh. But arguably, like, given my career choice, I would have been debt-free within two years anyways. Right. Right. I think people over, <clears throat> almost overestimate mm-hmm. the, I don't know, the difference of, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's <clears throat> fair for me to say mm-hmm. that people yeah. overestimate the impact of having your student loan paid off or not paid off, just like not having student loans. Well, it's more than that, right? Uh-huh. Because like for me, like, you know, like, look, if I, if I went to, if I went to school as a history major... Oh, man, thank God my parents paid off my debt. Right. right? Well, it also depends on what choice, like mm-hmm. what career choice, like what major choice. Right, right, like, right. I think both of us were, were pretty practical. You got a mm-hmm. CS degree. Mm-hmm. I got an accounting degree. Like, these are really practical majors. Like, regardless of if my parents paid for my education, right. in a couple of years, before I hit 30, I'm going to pay it off. Like, sure, mm-hmm. I'll be delayed by a couple of years. Right. But is it really going to, like, right. in a grand scheme of things, is it going to fuck up my life? Right. Also, like, is yeah. it gonna make me like an angry thirty-five-year-old mm-hmm. complaining that life ain't fair, and right. that's why I'm like fucking miserable living in my mom's basement? And right. plus, my mom's not even in this fucking country, so mm-hmm. there is no mom's basement to live in. Right? You know, like stepping back, right? Like, like you yourself can look about, uh-huh. can say, like, look, you took on jobs in college. I took on jobs in high school too. Yeah, you took on jobs in high school. You took on jobs in college. Yeah. I'll be honest. I never. Mm-hmm. Right. My first job ever was a corporate job, mm-hmm. a corporate internship, right? Uh-huh. And, like, I've never had to do retail. Like, uh-huh. like, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, your mentality, uh-huh. like, even if you didn't have to pay for college, uh-huh. you would have, I, I sorry, even if you had to pay for college, you would have been fine. Uh-huh. You, you and your mentality, you would have figured out a way, right? Yeah. You would have taken out loans. You would have signed up for hella scholarships. You would have done whatever it takes to graduate. I mean, this, come uh-huh. up, this is coming from a very privileged place. I understand. Right. But uh-huh. I do want to emphasize that uh-huh. I think for a really long period of my life and uh-huh. even to some extent right uh-huh. now, I almost would rather pay for college a- like by myself, even if it means delaying a couple of years, because at least I can get to choose my own major. And mm-hmm. I did not have right. the privilege to choose my own major. I right. like was forced into this mm-hmm. major that I absolutely fucking hated mm-hmm. because someone else paid for it, aka right. my parents. But right. I was basically like owned by them. Right. Like I, I was not just their daughter, I was right. literally like their belonging. Right. And I had no free will. Like I mm-hmm. had to follow whatever the fuck they choose. Because they paid for my tuition. And so to some extent, I felt like a freaking like puppet. I almost would rather, you know, take a gap year or two or three, mm-hmm. save up money, attend college, and choose a major mm-hmm. that I'm actually interested in. Right. 
instead of like being a fucking puppet. And of course, this is coming from a very privileged place because I can't like redo life. I don't think I have a fucking time machine, but you know, I I think for a really long period of time, especially when I was in college, especially Mm -hmm. when I was going through it, taking a major that I absolutely hated and was not so good at. I always wonder to myself, like, what if I'm able to pick my own major? What if I just, you know, pay for all this shit on my Mm -hmm. own so I don't have to, you know, obey anyone's orders? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is like, yeah. So that is, that's the struggle that you had Uh that nobody else other than you in that situation would have. Yeah. But like, again, like, Uh of course, I'm not going to use this as a reason to be like, aha, this is why, like, Mm -hmm. my life sucks and my life is going to continue to suck Mm -hmm. for like the end of time, you know? Like, I'm not going to do that because, like, that's not serving me. That's not going to help anybody in this world. That is going to just help me drown in my self pity. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, you can, like, it sucked. Like, we acknowledge that that sucks, right? Uh But. Yeah, like you said, sitting in it, stewing in it is not going to help. What are you going right. to do? What is dwelling on it going to do? You you can't go back in time. You can't yeah. just, you know, redo yeah. life. Exactly. Know? And I'm bringing this up just mm-hmm. to, like, shine light on different perspective because really? life is all about perspective. Like, mm-hmm. you can look at your current life. Like, let's say, let's say right. you had to go through student loans, but mm-hmm. at least you can choose your own major. Right. Then you can look at it and be like, well, at least I had free will, not mm-hmm. like fucking Cherry who right. had to, like, you know, go through a fucking major that she hated. Right, right. You know what? The ironic thing, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I had this conversation the other day on side talking uh-huh. to people. Like, right. know, one guy was like, well, you know, you're privileged. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. you know, like you had, you know, and he was saying I was privileged because uh-huh. I had the people around me to tell me what major is the good one to do, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, taking your case, like uh-huh. that is actually a negative almost, right? Mm-hmm. You got too much pressure, right? Mm-hmm. But for them, it's like, you know, for me, I'm like, you know what? Like if you have the free will to go and choose humanities and at the end of it, you come out and you can't find a job, uh-huh. like, Whose fault is that? <laughs> you know, should uh, yeah. you really be complaining about student loans? You know uh-huh. what? If you had gone with a computer science degree, it didn't matter how much loans you did, you'd be gold swimming in cash. Yeah, right. Honestly, it's it's all about perspective, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. the same situation can apply to two people, right? And have, their reactions can be completely different. Right. Their, their response reaction, can be completely right. their different. Their response, the yeah. outcome, the right. everything could be different, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I and I totally agree with that, right? Mm. And it's that missed perspective, right? That yeah. What do you mean by missed perspective? It's the fact that everyone, everyone looks at everybody else's like situation from their uh-huh. own perspective, uh-huh. but they don't realize the actual struggle you actually have to go through. You know, the actual struggle that you have that they uh-huh. can't even contemplate, right? Well, yeah, like mm-hmm. like in Chinese, there's a saying that, that mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. It basically means like behind every family, behind closed doors, there's mm-hmm. like a story that like is untold and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, full of the family's history and struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so that's a Chinese saying that mm-hmm. I find pretty interesting and pretty relevant. But I, I think a, a different perspective is... Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, focusing on other people's struggles, which mm-hmm. I feel like can be pretty, like, irrelevant to most people. Right, They're right. like, oh, I don't give a fuck about other people's struggles. Right. It's more like thinking about what thought is going to be helpful for my mm-hmm. situation. Right. Like, is it going to be helpful if I just keep thinking about all the reasons why I am, uh, like, just meant mm-hmm. to fuck up? Mm-hmm. Like, this is just my fate. Like, my fate is just to have a mm-hmm. fucked up life. Mm-hmm. Is this going to really help help me in the long run? Or is it more helpful for me to think productive thoughts you know helpful thoughts Mm -hmm. thoughts that uplift me that make me feel like there's more hope in life because Mm -hmm. like in the end life is about 
what is it, 20% what happens to you and 80% how you respond to it. Mm -hmm. And so if you respond to everything in a negative way and you think that, oh, the world is just here to get you, like you're just a victim of everything, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. are you going to be happy? Are you going to live a fulfilling life? Versus if you're able to flip the script on everything and no matter what happens to you, like, dude, I was fucking sexually assaulted. I was Mm -hmm. raped. Like Mm -hmm. I was mistreated, bullied, like all this crap. Like I I was faced with like tons of racism. People Mm -hmm. told me to go back to my country. People said I was too ugly and shit Mm -hmm. like that. Like am I going to use this as like, an excuse for me to just fail or am I just going to use this as fuel and reasons of why I'm going to be successful because I'm someone who I've experienced this much and I'm Mm -hmm. able to offer a fresh perspective on Mm -hmm. how to handle your money, how to handle your money mindset, how to retire early. And I'm going to use all these as almost like my secret potion to, to create this new way of early retirement, this new way of teaching it's all about your perspective. Like, mm-hmm. I, I also remember talking to one of my clients today and she was telling me how she finds it really difficult to market her service because she's literally the pioneer of this. She's literally mm-hmm. the only one doing this and no one else is doing the same thing. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so hard. I feel like I should lower my prices. And I was literally like, why? Like, why do you feel like because you're the only way who's offering this service that you have to lower your prices? Like, mm-hmm. I buy freaking Birkins. Outside of Hermes, no one freaking offers authentic Birkins. Mm-hmm. Does that mean Hermes has to lower their price and, like, mm-hmm. make it super fucking cheap just so, like, they can please people? Or would they raise your price to, like, $10,000 plus a bag mm-hmm. because it's so fucking rare? It's so low in quantity. It's so mm-hmm. low in supply. And mm-hmm. people want it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, they're going to do a ladder. They don't give a fuck if, like, mm-hmm. this is, this is um, like, they're the only one who's offering it. If anything, mm-hmm. this is the reason why it should be expensive. So same mm-hmm. thing for my client. Like, mm-hmm. she's the pioneer of this. She's the only one who's offering the service. Why the fuck is she undercharging herself? Like, why mm-hmm. the fuck is she charging lower just because she's the only one in the field? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It should be the opposite. Like, because you're the only one in the field, mm-hmm. you should charge high. And also, like, another thing that we talked about is generational trauma and, you know, her unique her unique experience as an Asian American. Mm-hmm. And so I remember her saying that, oh, because I'm Asian American and for, for her case, Asian Canadian, because I'm Asian Canadian, I have generational trauma. Um, I was faced with, you know, mm-hmm. like these money blocks. And I feel like I cannot charge high prices because mm-hmm. of that. Like, okay, I get that you have generational trauma and generational money blocks. But at the same time, why would you say that because you have this unique identity that no one else has and no one else can offer? Like, a white person cannot pretend to be an immigrant and talk about the immigrant experience. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that. I'm talking about, like, the Asian American immigrant experience. Like, obviously, you can be a white and an immigrant. Mm -hmm. But, like, you can't fake your experience. And so because you have this unique set of experience, why can't you turn that into your strength? And make that the very reason why people pay fucking high ticket for you mm-hmm. because you offer this pr- fresh perspective mm-hmm. that people cannot find elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's all about perspective. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. someone can drown in their self-pity and be like, mm-hmm. oh, sadness, I'm the mm-hmm. only one with this identity. I'm the only one with this right. I mean, program. And right. therefore, I'm going to be forced to charge super cheap for this because mm-hmm. I'm the only one doing this. Or damn, I found something so fucking unique that no one else has found and I'm literally paving my own way and I'm literally creating like this whole mm-hmm. new space for it and therefore I can charge whatever high price mm-hmm. I know my product or service is worth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just 
interesting, <gasps> interesting perspective. And mm-hmm. I mean, going back to my uh, how I how I used to feel a lot of shame around the fact that I'm not like <laughs> poor enough. <laughs> sounds so bad um how i'm too privileged to talk about my story like i think in the end i don't think i'm the only one first of all i don't think i'm the only one who who's able to graduate without student loans like you know so by me talking about my story maybe some people are gonna see it and be like ah so i'm not alone maybe other people feel shame too i don't know maybe but at the same time i also feel like it's important for us to realize the power of changing the narrative because it's all about how you tell your story how you talk to yourself and if mm-hmm. shit happens to you and you, you just keep playing victim and you keep you know playing like you need to be rescued then obviously you're just going to keep on seeing more <laughs> situations right seeing yourself in more uh, situations that require you to be rescued but if you keep seeing yourself as a superhero as someone who literally has the power to change anything in your life and no matter what happens you can change your mindset you can change the way you tell your story then that is a way more empowering way of living life and you're way more in control and you're also you're you're also going to you know learn a lot more and you're also going to attract a lot more situations that are aka to your benefit or even if it's like on paper not really beneficial at least you'll experience the benefit because no matter what, like there is no failure. Everything's just a fucking lesson. Life is a fucking journey. Like you never reach the end until you die. And so every single thing, every single milestone, every single like whatever goal that you reach or goal that you don't reach, it's not the end. Like it's just a fucking lesson. So you learn, you move on, you keep on leveling up and that is life. Share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from it. Thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review or taking a screenshot of this episode, tagging me at cherrytongue.co and sharing it on Instagram where I'm most active. I can't wait to connect with you. In the meantime, go out there and seek your freedom.